Welcome to your Daily Dose. I'm Nick. When you have the chance to tell a story about yourself, tell it. That's what I learned on this episode. It helps that I'm telling one of my improv idols about the first time I performed in front of an audience. It was kind of an accidental performance and technically for revenge, but still, stage time. I was talking to Patty about you this week just in terms of the fact that you, you do do improv. We do, you riff with me all the time. I was, I was doing something, saying something to Patty in the kitchen and she laughed and I said, and if I said that to Nick, he would just yes and me and just take it to the weirdest logical extent possible. This is improv. It is. It's, and the best improv that I know, it's two people. It's yeah. two people that connect and they can find this groove. So you make fun of yourself as far as improv is concerned. But I'm going to tell you something. I am not a soft judge on improv. Okay. And I don't ascribe that talent to people I don't see it in. And that disappoints a number of my level one students. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sorry, guys. I will, tell you, I will tell you my proudest improv moment. Oh, yeah. And it was about vengeance. So maybe that's... <laughs> Maybe there's something to. Is there a revenge improv? Revenge prov. So let's oh. let's think about this. So um, I was it was during my MBA trip. So I was doing the MBA program at Rollins College. Very typical MBA program. We had a team within the uh, bigger class. So there are four teams set up of five. Three of the people in on my team. We went to Barcelona first. Because we were like, we're going to Europe, let's try that first. And everything worked out that I could go. And then we went to Prague and we were supposed to do stuff as a class, as a team. Prague, projects. I've been to Prague, yeah. There, it was fantastic. Um, but we went to Barcelona first and I love all the people that were on my team. Not great to travel with. <laughs> so, and I'm not like a world explorer or anything, but I wanted to go and experience it. Yeah. Having said all that, so we got to Prague, and the first day we were there, we're supposed to do this, um, what do you call it, where you're running around looking for clues and stuff Scavenger like that. Hunt. Yes. Yeah. To get to see the city. And unfortunately, my team treated it like it was the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> like, we would get to this place, and we would have to, like, we would be digging around to take this random picture on the ground, literally missing the things that were around us. So I was just getting frustrated. I wanted to really see some of the things that were on the list, like the bridge with all the statues, oh, yeah. the uh, the Lenin wall. There's this great wall that people had been painting on since the 80s to kind of protest the um, uh, communism. Oh, fun. And so people still painted on it. It was amazing to see. It was this huge wall that basically this graffiti art protest thing was happening and, and your teammates had no interest in this they stuff. were just i mean so slow the whole point was we were like it was a competition right between yeah. all the teams we knew we weren't gonna win yeah so who cares let's, let's just, just enjoy go. it we didn't even make it to the part where you eat stuff we didn't make it to the part to... so anyway having said all that there's this statue at the end of that bridge all these statues are like these renaissance beautiful things and there's random statue of a roman centurion at the end and it's kind of roughly done like it looks out of place it's kind of off to the side so we get back to the restaurant we're all supposed to meet we're the last ones there we are dead last for whatever the prize is I think it was shot glasses or something like that (laughs) and I didn't end up sitting with my team I was like I am done with you guys I'm gonna sit over here 
And they had, like, we were supposed to, oh, this was the thing. We were supposed to come up with a story about that Centurion statue, how it got there, that sort of thing. And they started writing, like, we stopped on the bridge so they could start writing the story. Like, you guys are literally killing me right now. (laughs) Anyway, so we get to the restaurant. We sit down. They sit down separately. They're still writing the story, not paying attention to anything that's going on, eating the delicious food, whatever. And it comes to our team to tell the story of the Centurion. And I kind of knew this was going to happen. And I kind of started a plan in my mind. And they were like, ah, and, uh, and I think jokingly, they went, oh, and Nick is going to tell our story. I literally jump out of my seat and I did a Mad Libs in front of the whole place, in front of the whole class, all 25 people that were there about the Centurion. So I would ask for an adjective and then I weave that into the story and a this and a that. And it was so great. That is awesome. It was so, we literally, we almost won because of the story. That is an incredible but because approach. we were, came in last on everything else. So you didn't just jump up and, and make up a story, which by the way, you could have done very deftly. You could have just made up a story. May, I mean, do. this was 2013, yeah. so maybe. Oh, oh, yeah. You only had half the brain you had yeah, seven yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, seven years. Is, <laughs> a lot has happened. Yeah. Mark Twain <laughs> says, says that when he was 14, his dad didn't know a damn thing. But by the time he was 21, he was amazed at how much the old man had learned. So seven years, <laughs> seven years can be a thing, right? Nice. I think that's amazing. I think what's amazing about that, as you know, as the improviser that I am, is that you chose to incorporate the audience. You gave them skin in your game, which was fun for them and also amazing for them that you could manage to incorporate their ideas yeah. into what you were saying. So it wasn't just your team telling the story. It was every team telling the story. Badass. Once again, we get a glimpse into the jet-set life of my buddy Nick, traveling the globe, making stuff up on the spot. I thought the approach he took to his Travel Mates challenge was brilliant, one of those ideas I wish I'd come up with myself. I can tell you this, if Nick dies before I do, I'll be sad, but I'll be totally psyched to deliver his Mad Libs eulogy. Until next time, my friends, do something so cool that you have to tell the story afterwards.